Welcome everybody to the Kid Casper Podcast. I am your gracious, beautiful, blessed, beloved, and black host, the kid that they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for that king of development. I'm that menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am as long as he is still relevant. So this is season three still? Last time I checked? Yes, we're still in season three. Unless we hopped into season four and I just don't know about it. Um, if this is your first time tuning in today, 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 um, to to Toyota, I don't really know. I can't really English today. I'm semi excited, yet exhausted at the same time. So, um, if this is your first time tuning in today, hello. I'm that quirky black kid that they call Casper. I am a Christian raptivist. Yes, rapper slash activist. You know, I I love Jesus, and I'm also you know one of the side effects of you know not being saved my whole life is not growing up and still being not a pacifist i still i I love to love people but i also love to throw hands so let's just pray that you know the fruit of the spirit comes out of me before a yo mama joke so with that being said we like to leave with love around here you know i'm saying (laughs) at the same time you want to come in here with that division in the comment section uh no go do your math homework and we don't argue with people for free so please sign up for the patreon if you're coming in with that bs we don't got time for it other than that um let's get it popping tonight so my guest this evening this afternoon um it's about seven it's literally set it is 7 11 it's weird it is 7 11 you know what i'm saying on a is it what day is it um it is it is it thursday it's thursday right it is thursday i thought it was thursday all right cool it is 7 11 on a thursday here um and tonight i am interviewing i don't even like the word interviewing i'm having a dialogue i'm having a quinania with the kids section um with one of my brothers in the faith um this is somebody i met while i you know transitioning out of being within like the the church um I'm still very much like involved, obviously, but um, as far as like somebody that I had, I was able to add into my, if you want to say accountability partners, um, you know what I'm saying? You know, as, as God has promoted me and, you know, put me into certain seasons and spaces in my life, um, obviously you got to come with a new team. You know, not only did I have new people in my circle but i established new people in my corner um so this is you know this is a fellow brother in christ this is a fellow content creator fellow producer artist musician i don't even know how many instruments this young man um plays i say young um jokingly and seriously because like he's gonna be 30 in a couple of days you know what i'm saying so like you know i you know just gotta kind of throw it in there um this is one of the dopest brothers i know you know what i'm saying i could talk to this man about jesus music activism till like two o'clock in the morning if i had to i'm not even kidding i think we talked about i think we literally talked about like pharrell's artistry till like one o'clock in the morning if i'm not mistaken um on zoom it was pretty lit um i was single at the time so it kind of it kind of worked out um so yes <laughs> anyway my guest this evening um this is a good brother in the faith this is just a good brother in general and he has probably the most immaculate smile i've ever seen on a person I'm not gonna just exclude it to men or women i say person i think he has the best smile i've ever seen in my life everybody my guest this evening <laughs> is my good brother um andrew 
Feliciano. I say his I say his I say his last name wrong sometimes just to kind of piss him off a little bit. Um Andrew Feliciano um from Hartford, Connecticut. What's going on, boss? How you doing today, sir? You still you're still muted. We, we got you, we got you. You good now, you good now. Alright. What's going on? So yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. We finally got to do this after like what like two years. So yeah, just about we 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 finally got it on and popping. Um, this is something that like needed to necessarily. It didn't really need to happen, but at the same time, um, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't really know you necessarily, and I've kind of gotten the privilege get it for free to get to get some of your insight and i'm like you know what drew is one of the most interesting people i've ever met in my life you know what i'm saying so i'm like mm, not only would this be an awesome opportunity to kind of like promote you a little bit um because you know he makes beats you know what i'm saying he, and pay your producers let me say that first real quick please pay your producers this is like it's i think it's like a frowned upon thing to not pay your producers but please pay your producers um but yeah, this is um this is something that like though it took a while, I mean like good things come to those that wait, and I feel like this is gonna be a fruitful and dope conversation. Um, so I'm just happy that you accepted my invitation. Um, so yeah, uh, if you while we get this thing started, if you had to give like an elevator's pitch to who I I don't it sounds weird calling you Andrew. If you had to give a like a elevator's pitch to who Drew or Siano or Andrew Siano Feliciano is, you know what I'm saying? If you could give us that elevator's pitch, uh, my brother, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm a music music producer, I'm a musician from Hartford, Connecticut. Um yeah, I grew up grew up around music. My my parents were musicians. Uh so like music has been just a big part of my life. Um and so I'm kind of the only pretty much the only one in my my immediate family that I'm still, you know, I'm still doing music. I still have like the most passion passion for it. Um so yeah, I just I play play guitar, I play piano. Um those are like my two main instruments right now and then and I usually uh, I like I like being on the drum machine too. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so for myself, I you know I I told you you know I I think like there's a lot and what we love I'm, I can't wait to dig into this with you today. Um, there's a lot that goes into just producing in itself, um, and the ear that you kind of have to like you have to like nurture and develop over the years but we'll get into that another time um but that's what's up man uh and you've had some time you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna ask you but you've had some time to like kind of get an idea what you're gonna say and i know you've seen this is this is what i'm saying he's i would say like he's a seasoned veteran in the community when it comes to my content so i don't even gotta ask you do you know what's coming next um as far as like my next super intense question on this here podcast um if you had to pick a favorite disney princess my brother um what disney princess would that be by the way yeah i would say uh sleeping beauty i just i just like sleeping All right. I, I find the importance of sleep so that 
I mean that that's a little different considering like there was, she shorty had like a spell on her or something like that if I'm not mistaken. Um, so <laughs> that's uh, all right. Um, any like emotional ties to like the story that just made you go, mm, I'm with this. I'm with shorty right here, or you just you just not you you just that's just what it was for you basically. Yeah, I didn't really have any emotional ties. Like I like you know the the dragon was cool um like in the story um like the the dragon that was protecting the castle um yeah it was just yeah i don't i never really like thought of like a like a specific reason why like i like it i just it just it seemed like a dope story so ain't nothing wrong with that yeah it, it's um that's that's interesting that i i think that's like the first time i've ever gotten that answer um, and I think a lot of that is because like, it's probably like my, if I had to pick like a least favorite Disney movie, it would probably be Sleeping Beauty. Um, if I wanted to watch somebody sleep, like I would just put a mirror in front of my bed, I guess. What'd she say? Sleepy lives matter. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That that's Maleficent. Maleficent? I don't even know what that is. Isn't that the movie with um, Angelina Jolie, if I'm not mistaken? Um, yeah, I've never seen any of those. So yeah, there's a couple movies. Like there's the movie uh, Fantasia. I've never seen it. It's a Disney movie. I think it is. I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, I'm not really too much of a, not really too much of a Disney buff. At the same time, Disney also made songs of the South about Uncle Remus, the Happy Slave. So maybe we don't need to engage in everything Disney. But that's besides the point. Um, so yeah. Uh, and for my second super intense you got you've had some time and i know we were talking about this last week so i'm curious to what your set's gonna be um if you had to pick uh a starter six pokemon set to go against the elite four you know what i'm saying uh what four are we going with today dog i'm gonna have to go with when it comes to like the indigo league probably yeah charizard blastoise uh yeah venusaur um definitely definitely go with go with Pikachu will be four. Um I'll go with like Mewtwo. I'll be five. Uh trying to think what was what would be six. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Cause I, I know I got like my top three or four or five, but it's like six probably it's been a while since I've like watched Pokemon since I was like a kid. So I'm trying to remember like all these characters. Um I would say Did I did I say Blastoise already? Yes, you did, sir. Okay. You definitely right. said Blastoise already. Okay. For sure, for sure. All right. Um, trying to remember. I forget the one that's like looks like um, that looks like a rock. I forget the. Um, you said it looks like a rock, no. like come yeah. on, Gollum, if I'm not mistaken, like the lizard-looking rock thing. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, yes, no. Uh yeah, it was um 
the 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 Pokemon trainer that used to have him was the the Brock. Oh, oh, uh, the thirstiest, yeah. the thirstiest of thirstiest dudes of all of anime. Yeah. We were actually talking about him on the Zoom yesterday. It was hilarious. Um, but yes, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, that's your six. Yeah, I, f- I forget the Pokemon's name, but yeah, it was. I was. That's the last one I was thinking about. Oh no, worries, man. They ain't nobody mad at yeah. you about that. So. <clears throat> And that's not really, even though I say it's intense, um, usually, though, which is funny, I've come to learn that, like, that's probably the most nervous anybody is about, huh? Was it Onyx? Like, the snake? Rock Pokemon, possibly? Maybe? I don't... Yes, yeah, no? I think, yeah. Now, now I remember, yeah, it's Onyx. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I yeah. mean, that happens. It's a, it's an honest, honest mistake. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, the funny thing is, like, we got, like, the... I say the hard part out of the way. It's funny people typically get more nervous about like those questions than they do anything else um, on this program. So yeah, man, first off, you know, I want to say, you know, I said it backstage and I said it, you know, when I hit you up about this, uh, thank you for accepting my invitation for, you know, sharing the space with me, dog. So this is, this is pretty dope. And then on top of that, you know, as I've told you and made it clear with you guys um, and those that have been watching for a long time, Um, My sole purpose in, you know, doing this podcast, you know, allowing people that are other fellow artists, um, which is this man, if this man stop, can you not text me? I got people texting me while I'm literally like when we are paying attention, we're just also like we're thinking we're deep, deep thinkers. Don't text me while I'm literally like I'm live. Why are you texting me? My gosh. Uh my best friend she's fired um but yeah so um i lost my train of thought complaining about me not paying attention and yet doing something that takes my attention away that's so counterproductive anyway but you know i started this podcast to kind of you know shine a light on different artists um creatives i've you know become acquainted to through the years and everything then the pandemic happened, you know, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. I felt like I had I had like a spiritual obligation to speak to what I saw happening in the world. And then also just allowing myself to hear other people's stories, you know, humanize other than otherize people in their stories um, in the stages of their development and just kind of just amplify different people because I feel like before we can stand together as a people, just as people, the human race, um, we need to be able to sit down and have a dialogue and learn from one another. So, you know, with all that being said, um, you know, brother Andrew, brother Chiano, I call him Chiano. Everybody else, you gotta call him Chiano. Make sure you put that C in there, you know what I'm saying? If you can go back to the furthest um, stages of your development, my brother, um, tell us about a young Chiano. That'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, um, I guess I can think about like me even before I started actually producing music. Um, I think I I remember just being um being in music class in school. I can go back to then. Um, yeah, I remember uh like sixth grade. Actually, actually, my first. Before I started learning guitar and piano, I actually learned like percussion. That was actually my uh, my first official instrument. So that's kind of kind of makes sense, like how how I kind of got 
into producing because like learning percussion you know that's like you know it fits well with beats um and so yeah i i remember being in band being one of the percussionists at first i think it's sixth grade um and then uh eventually actually my second my instrument after that um i don't i don't actually play this instrument anymore i used to uh i used to play tuba um from seventh to eighth grade um that was like my official second instrument um and so that was that was interesting experience just learning the tuba learning learning how to play that for a couple years um it was it was something that i never expected to learn how to play um i was kind of i was pretty much forced into it because there was really no tuba players in the the school's band so i kind of had to like switch from uh, yeah from percussion to uh to tuba and uh i i did enjoy it though it was it was a lot of breathing uh especially within that 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 big uh instrument it's uh you you pretty much found so, out that you didn't yeah. want to rap or do anything that involves singing once you start playing the tube i'm guessing essentially yeah <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> gotcha gotcha so yeah so yeah the i had to take i remember after school like i had it when i was learning the tube i had to take lessons with the music teacher the band teacher and so like every like i think it was that um that first trimester like every day after school i was like with her actually learning it while i was in band since i was like the only like tuba player there and at that time i was like i had no idea how to play this instrument but she was just willing to just teach me how to play it because she i guess they just needed a tuba player so gotcha gotcha um one thing i'm curious about when we're talking about um when you talk about like music is you know there was i feel like every musician has this story where it was like there was a song that they listened to um somebody playing something or just i would i I always describe it as getting the bug you know what i'm saying what was that moment for you where you got the music bug if that makes sense like was it a song was it um hearing like somebody's cadence or something um was it actually playing the instrument in itself like what was that for you that made you think like oh i could do this um or better yet instead of being a consumer of music to be i would say a manufacturer and a contributor to music what was that for you yeah i guess i guess just being curious like just trying different instruments out um because i kind of realized after you know few years like piano guitar was more my 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 instruments um after a while um and then uh i guess what got me interested in music in in the in the beginning was um especially the music that i got into listening growing up and now was just like um i i would i would pay attention to like a lot of music and movies and i was would try to just look up like what song would it was so that's kind of how i learned um a lot about music is through just watching movies because I'm, I'm i'm big on uh, i like watching movies i'm not making music it kind of like it just inspires me you know when i'm watching a movie and i'm listening to like the soundtrack and i'm always curious about like just different songs different genres of music so yeah i feel you i feel you um if you had to pick like 
or better yet, if you could tell us, like, if there, you, it sounds like there was a movie to be exact. What score? This is for the mute. For those, I, when I say I'm a band geek, I know what I'm talking about. What score was it that made you go, mm, "That's it. I like this. I like. I like how that sounded. That made me feel. What was that? What score was it that made you go, "Oh, I'm gonna get into this right here for sure, for sure." I would say, actually, growing up, uh, I would listen. I actually found out about like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is one of my favorite um, singers, songwriters, and musicians. Um, and like, uh, I used to hear a lot of his music through movies because a lot of his music would be placed through different movies. So it's just. I was always he was one one of those um musicians I was just very like um interested in and just like studying him like you know studying his voice studying his like uh just the way he plays and it's just like yeah he was he was one of those that I just I looked up to Oh so you say it was Stevie was it like was it like more so like how he arranged the music? Was it like the music that he produced? Was it his vocals? Um, what was it about Stevie that I guess like one that you gravitated towards? And like, what about his music? I'll, I'll, it's like a two part question. So like, what about his music do you feel like one that you gravitated towards? And what about his music gravitated towards you and stood out to you um, that I guess like you in the sense had a connection to i guess a lot like when it comes to like the the songwriting like he 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 does really well just you know storytelling and talking about his life whether it's talking about his his newborn daughter his talking about um just like the things that he's going through just emotionally and just uh when it comes to production wise like i really like like uh the musicians that he's working with when it comes to the horns the um just all like different the different instruments that were just used in a lot of his songs um just production wise like it, that um his the sounds that he used even even like when he was playing he would play the keys the organ there was just a lot um going on that i was just really interested in that's understandable for sure um stevie for me will forever be like um i would say like from like the old outsider movies um just from hearing like songs like stay gold um and then uh superstitious will forever be one of my favorites and then just you'd be surprised how much like stevie himself has like his hands in people's music though he's never like sang a ballad or did like any type of like um, runs or anything on anybody's music. I'm talking about just instrumentation. Um, as simple as, hey, I'm gonna play the harmonica on this Drake song that nobody probably knew was Stevie, <laughs> that nobody probably knew was Stevie Wonder. And it's like, it doesn't really take much for him to like leave an impression. At the same time, like, I just feel like if we're talking about artists, um, he finds his pocket seamlessly um whether it's mm -hmm. making his own music or contributing to somebody else's music i always found that to be amazing about him to say the least 
Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with that. It's just it's a lot that he does, like not just not just what he does on stage, but even even in the studio. And and it's like he just has like a really good ear, especially since you know he uh, he can't he can't physically see, but his his ears are like just uh, just a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know I I think like to some degree I you know growing up having like synesthesia and having my senses you know tied together with my other senses but then finding somebody that's like missing one sense but yet is still able to be like i would say like plugged in and in a lot of ways like give a sense of imagery with people through his music though he wasn't able to see he was able to paint a picture for people with his music i was just like man you can't can't teach that i don't know who is going to be able to um try with him in verses um we can see how (laughs) we can see how that goes but that's a whole another conversation for itself we'll have to do um we'll have to do another like late night like ig live to like kind of crack into that one but for sure for sure um so i'm curious because i've seen you like just from like us being on zoom um us like making stuff um, I remember one time we had like a the equivalent to like a fan love Friday shout out to Ruslan where we just like kind of just uh, shared music things that we were working on as far as that goes I'm curious because I've seen you even with my own business like you shouted me out if I'm not mistaken and you I think you were playing the bass if I'm not mistaken yes or was that the guitar yeah it was, it was electric guitar it was electric guitar. So my next yeah. question is, dog, how many instruments do you know how to play? Like, just tell everybody, like, how amazing you are and how many instruments do you know how to play? That'd be great. Yeah, so right now I play I play electric guitar, acoustic guitar. Um, I play, yeah, piano, keys. Uh, and, um, yeah, and just I play the drum machine. That's That's about it right now. That's about it. You know what? I don't want to really hear that because, like, especially if you are a percussionist, um, there's so many like auxiliary percussion instruments. Like, so like. If oh, you play- and then uh, yeah, I play I play bongos and congas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those. Yeah, those two yeah. yeah. Don't don't yeah don't minimize yeah. yourself, okay? Because as a percussionist, you've had to like, bruh, if somebody called for eggs on the song, you gonna crack some eggs just to make a just to make a beat. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't want to hear oh. I only know how to play. This is that. Nah, we're not doing that, dog. We're we're not we're not in the minimization game. We're, we are not doing that at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking this because, like, I know, for instance, um, and I've come to learn this about you just from like, you know, spaces that we've shared together with um, our zooms and stuff, and then even with, um, even with like even like with like certain interviews you've had like you've had with uh shout out to maya um on her better not bitter podcast like what was it about i guess what was it about music that because i remember you and me talked about it like music to some degree made school bearable um you know what i'm saying um can you talk to me a little bit about the significance of like music in your life in the development stages especially like when we're talking about in school and kind of dive in a little deeper about like that proponent when you said 
like like I said, and sorry, you know, the taxpayers when we were in the 90s, if you don't agree that music made school bearable. Um, <laughs> but can you dig a little deeper um, to like what that meant for you to have music in your life while developing as a child, middle schooler, uh, high schooler, you're gonna be 30 in a couple of days. Um, so well, yeah, a couple you weeks, could, a couple weeks, couple weeks, <laughs> a couple of days. It's, you know what I'm saying? Ever since 2020, 2020 taught me that a year really be like five days, well, five minutes and five months at the same time. It, it just flies. So like not five days, it's like five days and five years at the same time. So yeah, a couple of days, but yeah. Um, dive a little deeper into that, man. What about school made like, and we can even just say life. Cause I mean, like we spent most of our life in school growing up. What about music made life bearable or like more sufficient for you growing up? Yeah, it just, um, it made me just like, like I know having music in school, like it, it actually made school actually more fun um because i kind of at first like when i was doing music in school i kind of just saw it as just like all right this is just a hobby but uh towards like i would see like towards the end of like like high school and during college that's when i really saw like all right this this is something that i'm i'm passionate about this is something that i i'm consistently doing and i really enjoy it like it's just not something that i just do like once in a while like this is an every week thing um so it's just yeah also just uh being at church actually kind of helped um because i used to play i used to play at church i used to play on like the worship team uh i used to play like uh, acoustic guitar um and just like being at church and also also being i used to be in the choir too so that also like Hold on now, hold on now. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't slide that in there real quick. Like you just said, after just saying, I used to play the tuba, there's a lot of breathing involved. I'm sitting there thinking you ain't never had to rap or sing, but this man was in the choir. We're gonna talk about that a little deeper. Um, but carry on, continue, 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 sir. <laughs> yeah, so I used to, I was involved in the choir also. Um, yeah, actually in, in college too, I used to be in the college choir for my my first year of college um because at that time i was actually studying i was studying um guitar performance like music performance specifically um and so yeah just um i was yeah involved like you know being a guitar ensemble being uh, involved in the choir um and uh and then uh actually I ended up just kind of after my first year of college, I ended up just transitioning. I transitioned from, um, I had to change, actually I had to change my major to uh, digital media. So that's how I, I kind of got more involved in like the visual, visual side of art um, from going from sonically to visually. So that's why I, I really enjoy both, both sides. You know, I, I also enjoy like photography and video and like design. So
apparently I was muted. Why didn't anybody tell me I was muted? You know, you could have just said it out loud. Like I said, I, you know, <laughs> we're yeah. still kind of figuring this out. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I know. And I just got the text that we can't hear you. Um, but I was saying, Drew, you could have just said it out loud. It's okay. <laughs> we're still figuring this out. So it's all good. Um, I, and what I was basically saying is like, how are you able to, you know, cause I just listened to you talk about how, you know, you've gotten into, you know, you've had a, a strong appreciation for like the musical art, you know, like the sound art. Um, how are you able to dedicate yourself to, I would say like add this new tool to your tool belt learning about you know visual art and everything um and how to be a contributor to that while still having your love for i would say like sound essentially because i found that especially for me because i'm kind of finding that now over the last couple of years that is difficult how are you able to nurture this one passion without like feeling like you're neglecting the other if that makes sense um i guess just find it i know for me it just because uh, i know it's a lot it's a lot to kind of juggle especially trying to have like having multiple skills um but i found there was i felt like there was a certain season where i kind of had to focus more on the visual side of things and then i would come back to you know figure out okay so i feel like i'm i'm good at this side of things maybe just come back a little bit to to you know the sonic side of art and um so just kind of yeah just i was just i've always just growing up i always just been curious about just learning new things um and i'm always i've i've, I've been like that and i'm still i'm still like that to this day like i'm always you know learning something new so it's just that that curiosity is like just still there. And nothing wrong with that. Um, so what kind of things like you mentioned like video editing, um, you mentioned like design and stuff like that. What are the things that people may not know about you outside of like even like music, but things that you're doing visually when it comes to art um, that they don't know? Like, can you draw? Like, have you hit up a couple? Have a couple people hit you up because they need new tattoos? Like what are we talking about when we talk about visual art, um, as far well, not, as that goes. Yeah, not as far as like drawing or painting. That's um, not my thing. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's never been, never been the best at that. But I would say, yeah, I would say I would stick to more of the, more like yeah, stick to video, photography, like graphic design. Those were like those, visually, those were like what I was into. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you can pretty much, um, if you wanted to, there's this quote, and I'm not saying this is you, this is a quote that my grandma used to say to me, it's better to be bad at everything than to be good at nothing. Um, when you hear that initially, uh, what does like, if you heard like somebody give you a quote like that, uh, what does that like mean to you? If somebody says, hey Drew, it's better to be bad at everything than to be good at nothing. Like what stood, stands out to you um, with me saying that? yeah i would say it's like it would be it's good to um to know different things than than to not know anything that's kind of like i guess the simple way that I, I that i see it so 
Yeah, I, I, I always got a kick out of my grandma saying that because like one, I'd be like, but if I'm good at nothing, doesn't that mean I'm good at something? But then I'm like, but you're good at nothing. And it's just like, but you know, sometimes, and I'm, and I, you know, I say, I say this because I feel like, especially as artists, it's very easy to become discouraged about like, um, like what it looks like, especially in the beginner stages, um, opposed to what, like, for instance, like as a musician, I'm pretty sure for you, making music is seamless for you. You can just get up. Well, I won't say seamless because you know what I'm saying. There's some days that you may not want to like work on music and have the same drive as you would other days. But I, I think it's safe to assume that like, you know, you're just a lot more farther along when it comes to like sonic art opposed to with the visual art. What's something that like you have to do for yourself to kind of motivate yourself while learning this new skill? Hey, I may not be as far along in this area as I am these other areas. However, I'm still going to commit myself and not become discouraged. What what advice could you give to somebody that is kind of in that like boat or like that weird limbo to some degree? And what advice do you think that, do you wish that somebody would have gave you when you first stepped into this new space? I guess, yeah, one of the things I, I think about is, you know, patience. You know, that's something we all struggle with, uh, especially being able to, like, just take things one day at a time. Not we're always we're always in a rush to just uh, get through get through the day, get through, you know, the things that we got to do. But, uh, you know, it's always good to just take your time, take your time with everything, um, whether it's a skill or just a relationship or just anything that um that you just you feel like all right this this not might not be easy right now but by the time i i take the time to learn it then it you know it will be it'll get better um so just having that that uh just that positive mind um positive mind over that you know i feel that i feel that um one thing i'm curious about because i like i you know i mentioned um when i introduced you um on here how i met you during like one of the weirdest periods of my life you know we're talking about you know the pandemic we're talking about everybody on lockdown we're still in this pandemic now that i think about it good god um but talking about this i gotta learn how to not lean forward with a camera that auto focuses i'm my instinct is that i have to like lean forward and like make sure it doesn't shut off but we we, we elevated now um but uh one thing that i was curious about you know because i've met you and a bunch of other artists around the same time as i'm in this season of being inside meaning like with the pandemic we're all inside and it was challenging for me creatively, in my faith, mentally, um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, for myself, I, everybody's still waiting on this album. It's like me working on this album is the equivalent to like somebody's father going to the store to like get that pack of smokes and come back home. I don't know who I'm talking about, Frank Ocean, I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but for me, um, I was challenged um, artistically mentally um mentally and that bled into how i worked on things uh artistically and for me you know i did pick up like a couple of skills i did tap in more into like the visual arts i did tap into you know what what gave birth of this 
um, was my podcast, you know, my clothing apparel company. As far as what came out of the pandemic, what was that like for you? And I know we never, which is funny because like we met in like we met I, we met like in this like digital space. But what was that like for you? Not only like mentally, I'll ask, it's a three part question, so you can pick whatever order you want to. What was the pandemic like for you creatively? Um, what was the pandemic like for you mentally? And this is super important because it bleeds into everything. What was the pandemic like for you spiritually and how that kind of bled into everything else? Um, cause I don't, I'm not sure if we necessarily talked about it. Cause you know, while it was happening, it was just like, oh, by the way, we're in this freaking pandemic and we're in a zoom. But yeah. can you describe um, what that was like for you in those three areas and how it impacted you um, and how you made it through? Yeah, I would say like creatively, it definitely like it definitely helped me to be more creative because there were times where like I couldn't really be. And um, I think before that, I remember I was I was making uh, music with some friends like I would constantly go to my friend's studio just to like cook up and stuff and um it got to a point where it's like during, right right when quarantine happens like i couldn't do that really anymore um i had to just be able to just do stuff from home you know i had the equipment you know at home like you know so i was able to just use what i have at home and just learn how to just be creative more creative with that and um there were times where i would just have to be on on zoom with certain people certain artists uh you know or do you know do it over facetime or um, so it definitely helped me like just using what I had in front of me, just, uh, it definitely pushed me, especially during quarantine. Um, and just, uh, like it didn't, it didn't stop. It didn't stop me from, from creating at all. So yeah, actually, I actually was more motivated to create since I was, I didn't have to, um, work at my regular job. So it was just like every day I was literally just like yeah working on working on music like especially that first year of like um quarantine gotcha gotcha and like i say this because everybody i mean i don't know what they was doing in connecticut i know in california like it seems like they never necessarily shut down um but like what was that like for you in your faith um spiritually considering like you know we can't go to church on sundays um if you're one of those people that used to serve at church you know not being able to go as frequently as you would like and then be able to like fellowship with people what was that like for you spiritually um during this season and time considering like the way and ways that we used to do life as a disciple of christ was drastically different what was that like for you and how did that impact you spiritually yeah so right when um quarantine happened back in 2020 um right around march i actually ended up i actually ended up around that time like actually before even before quarantine happened like beginning of 2020 i was kind of complex um like contemplating like whether i should like uh leave like my the church that my, you know that i grew up going to because i just felt like i was just in a place where i just wasn't growing like i was i was involved in different ministries and i was uh 
serving and everything, but I felt like I was just stuck in the same place I was at like 10 years ago. So it's just like, it got to a point where like, I guess quarantine definitely just opened my eyes spiritually about um, just the way I see church. And um, I ended up just like during quarantine, that kind of was like my way out. And just, uh, I kind of just left that church and got involved um, with the church I'm at now. Um, I'm, I'm actually involved with, uh, it's an online campus of uh, this church in, in, uh, in Philadelphia. So um, it's called the, the Block Church. Um, and uh, th- those are the people that I'm like constantly communicating with every week, even though I don't physically, I'm not physically there every week, but it's just um, those relationships that I build, those new relationships I built for the past couple of years has just uh, really helped me. Um, like I, I've noticed I had to like kind of remove a lot of people I, I used to like communicate with often. I had to like, just kind of remove them from my life because it just, they weren't really benefiting me. Um, so it just, uh, definitely quarantine, like spiritually, it definitely helped me, helped me like grow, you know, um, realize like who were the, who are the, like the people that needed to be in my life? Because there were just a lot of people that are just that I knew like during quarantine, I realized, man, I gotta I kinda gotta cut ties with them. So Yeah, I feel that man. It, I think like the thing that was probably the most disheartening for like a lot of people, um, and you and me spoke about this um numerous times. Um, I probably I mean like I probably built like my following talk about how much like the church sucks essentially um but you know one of the things that i think we all had to learn to some degree and you can even you can and we don't really necessarily have to get into that um you can even remove like the church's stance on like you know social justice we can remove like the church's stance um and the way that they carried themselves even during the election in that year i think what a lot of people especially in our generation we were just kind of looking at how I don't know how to describe it. Like how our mom and dad like acted or better yet, what their Jesus looked like. And we all kind of made like a collective bargain and agree like this ain't it. (laughs) We're like, I don't want nothing to do with my mom and dad's version of Jesus. This is just, this ain't it. And I I can't rock with it at all. Um, Did you now since leaving this church and like we don't have to mention like this church you know i'm not really in the sniping campaign however this is your story at the end of the day can you speak to how you've to some degree that like you feel more like what that decision did for you you know recognizing like you need your you need jesus to be what jesus needs to be in your life opposed to somebody else's version of jesus and the benefits that you i would essentially say reaped from making that decision from separating yourself and you know the terminology i like to use brother um and i did a whole podcast on it is the term is called pruning like cutting people out of your life um for necessary growth um can you speak to like the things you've seen the fruit of that i would say upon making that decision um for your development yeah, it, um, I would say it definitely like it grew me. Like I, I felt like there was growth. Like, um, like I felt 
it was i've always been kind of that person where i kind of get tired of hanging around with the same group of people all the time i feel like i have to be like getting to constantly getting to know like different people um because i just i don't know i just like i like changes a lot i don't like to just feel um complacent too comfortable just where i'm at so it's just i've always just been like that just growing up and um i felt like yeah i just needed you know different people to just kind of pour into my life than just the, the same people that i kind of grew up with um like th there's still people that i grew up with that i'm still there you know they're still pouring into my life they're still uh, a big part of my life but there's just there was just a lot of people that um i just didn't feel like um they needed to be just part of my journey as you know the, you know especially starting like these past couple of years it was just you know i felt like they're just holding i was feel like i was being hold, held back um just spiritually just because of them i feel that man and that that's hard too especially like when you find a sense of like refuge and sanctuary in these people and then you recognize I'll try to use like a biblical reference for this. Like you recognize, like you gotta let your cousin Lot go to his city. You know what I'm saying? Um, at the same time, you know, while still recognizing, like, oh, I still have love and fervency, and you know, I honor this person. However, for your growth to not be hindered, you gotta tell your cousin Lot, like, look, bro, you gotta go pick your city. But we, you can come with me if you want but then you also have to recognize like some people just cannot go with you you know what i'm saying you could try to plead with god like hey bro i really want this person you know they they fam they fam you know we we went from the we went from the womb to the tomb you know what i'm saying we grew up in the sandbox to you know but i recognize that like that pruning process is so necessary because it can cause a significant sense of damage um you know what i mean and you know i for me specifically i you know i'm i'm grateful that i recognize like these people um though i still have love for them the way that you um described it i recognize that that that's just the season that they're not in necessarily yet and i'm also that in that, that season so it's not like a um like oh you're to blame for why we don't really have a intimate relationship or share relate um, relational equity anymore. No, it's just, there's a reason for a season. And if it's meant to be where they come back into our lives, that'll happen. If not, heaven is huge. And <laughs> so it's like, ah, I mean, like, can it really be that bad? I mean, we made it to the same place. We just not neighbors anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's um, and that's hard, yo. That's hard, especially like when it seems like to some degree, like you want everybody to go with you. However, you have to recognize that Jesus had twelve, and twelve was enough for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. It's just there's always those people that are there just for the season, and then there's those those people that are there long term. So. It's, I definitely see that now. Um, if you don't mind me asking, because I'm curious um, about this, and I don't know if we necessarily talked about this in like the spaces we've shared. Um, but what if we had if we had to like talk, or better yet, let's just hear your Fresh Prince of Bel Air story. Like, 
this is a story all about how um young drew's life got turned upside down so when did you get saved if i'm not mistaken um that's that's an interesting story so because break it down for me i want to hear why it's interesting (laughs) because i um i got uh i grew up in church um according to like my parents because i don't remember this but when i was when i was in sunday school um my parents told me this that i I gave my life to the lord but i don't remember it because you know i was young like i didn't really fully understand what that meant um and so like i would say like when i really kind of had a better understanding of it was more towards I would say, say towards like middle school, high school around that time. Um, So like, that's when I started really seeing, okay, so I, I want, I I actually want to be serious about this, you know? Um, So I feel like that around that time, you know, I would say like 13, 14, 15, that was when I really, I was more like rededicating really, being um serious about about what it means to have a relationship with god interesting and like the reason i meant i brought that up is for the specific reason of like um so a little story about me like i've always been around i've been church adjacent like i've always been near church around people that went to church but I wasn't like of the church. You know what I'm saying? I definitely was of the world. Like I'm talking about going to hell on a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Full ride. It was it was <laughs> it was pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? But and not bad. It was it was the human experience. I don't want to say bad because I don't want to stigmatize it to myself, and I don't want to stigmatize anybody that is still on their journey when we're talking about their salvation story. Um, I just say like you know you can grow up. Um, I don't know if you heard me use this quote before in like our zooms. You know, cruelty like charity begins at home. It's not really a culture for yourself until you either establish that custom for yourself and not in a group think type of mindset. And it sounds like for you, it took like, though you did something that like obviously was, you know, cultured in your household or with your family when it came to your faith, it took you having to recognize like, I want this for me and I want this for me and I want to like subscribe to this for myself what was that like for you if you don't mind me asking like was like what was that huh, what was that that mo- that cranes in the sky moment for you that <laughs> made you want to dedicate your life to christ um i think there were a lot of moments like that like repetitively oh i mean like that that's um, honest fake yeah. first off thank yeah. you for being freaking honest because so many people like it took one time for god to just make himself known not nah, Nigga, it's like daily for me. Like, so I, <laughs> I understand. I definitely understand. My goodness. Yeah. So it's just, um, I guess because like my, my church used to go to a lot of the, like these like camps and retreats and like, uh, like conventions and different things. And so like those, those moments were very, um, like crucial in my life. Like that really, got me to really think about okay who who am i really like am i really do i do i truly love god 
or am I just just going through just the 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 motions like you know and so um I felt like those moments especially especially during like middle school high school when I would go to those camps to go to you know uh those conventions those those retreats whatever whatever those those events were like I they were kind of just those constant like I guess wake up calls for me um and, e- and even during college that really uh helped me to even grow a little further because um just uh I kind of had to like especially in college I had to really um really think about like what is my faith like because the things that I used to believe when I was younger are different than than what I believe in now when it comes to my faith in Jesus Like, I think like the thing that you spoke to, I think that's super, super important when we're talking about be careful, not allowing your spirituality to be driven by emotionalism. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because like, if we notice, like, even with like Job, like if anybody had a reason to be upset, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And to allow his emotions to like override like his walk it would definitely be job simply because like you know the bible says like you know it's okay to feel feel everything you need to feel it's it's even okay to be angry just don't sin in anger and i feel like for a lot of times that's not really taught we you know i've noticed especially when it comes to like clerical evangelical spaces um it's like oh you just gotta if you feel it then it's like it's not really something that like i have to like force myself into when we're talking about spiritual enlightenment like yes there's that there's that i have to consent yield to the spirit to some degree for those that yield you know for those that do or don't drive you know you gotta like allow the spirit to kind of just um move its way and then you conduct yourself accordingly in that way of traffic when we're talking about the spiritual highway you're welcome you can keep that um but i think to some degree like people think that like you have to kind of like force yourself into it or cram yourself into it and also just recognize like look sometimes god is very interesting and sometimes god just really ain't that interesting sometimes your revelation was really just your conscience and sometimes (laughs) and sometimes you know i mean like and I say that to say, like, sometimes, like, I feel like we get caught up in if it does not feel like this, then it's not God. But God is with you with all those emotions, you know what I'm saying? So I, I love that you said, like, I'm happy that you were, I'm happy that, and I'm like, I love that you said you were able to distinct whether or not this is like what Jesus is supposed to feel like to you, opposed to like what, once again, what other people made Jesus to be like to you. I, I, I found that to be very, very dope that you said that. Yeah, it took it took me a lot a lot of years to figure that out. So yeah, it's just after time, time after time. Um and just going through like a lot of different changes throughout my life and just like understanding like um just just who I really am because after time like you you start to really understand like all right, this is this is what you believe and and you like you start to really think about uh like why like why you believe this and and so it just it 
it took a while look it took a while just to get to that point um i'm curious about this somebody actually just texted me thank god my my mic was muted uh, i just keep hearing dings i need to probably just take messages off of here but somebody asked and this is a specific question for you um and i could probably answer this too um hey at, they were like hey casper can you ask your friend what is it like um does he have any advice about and we get a good add this to the end but it kind of goes into the faith question what does your faith look like to you when you are like working i'm gonna try to rephrase this so you can understand this what does your faith look like to you and how do you put that on display when you enter certain spaces when we're talking about like music and stuff so like basically like if you like i make a beat for somebody like what does that look like for you like do you only work with like you know christian artists or can you break can you break bread with somebody that like you know what i'm saying that worships a different god than you and also how do you like image forth you i mean obviously you're you know you are made in the image of god you are the imago day how do you image forth christ in those spaces and what does that look like for you when working with different people um that walk different lives that like contradict you but yet you guys are able to connect in that way of the art form of music yeah, that's interesting because I do have an artist that I'm working with. There's one that's uh yeah, she's not um she's not a Christian. She's actually, you know, um and uh like whenever we her and I would have conversations, whether it's about music or just life, like I, I do make it clear that I, you know, that she knows I am a Christian. So like that's one of the things that she really ex uh respects about just what I believe in and uh she just like there's always something like different that she sees about me that's like you know whenever I'm working on music with her like she 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 sees that I'm generally like all right this this guy you know he's cool like he's not like you know like a weirdo or he's just you know he he's really honest about just how he feels and and uh and so like, yeah, when, whenever her and I just work on music together, it's just, um, I feel like, yeah, she, you know, I'm able to just, uh, be, be cool about it and just, um, like, yeah. And like, there hasn't really been any music that I've worked on with her. That's like totally against like what I, what my faith is like, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of just positive, positive things. And, um, and so yeah I mean, her and i just have good conversations even outside of music and so it's just like it's 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 just it's like um it's really it's really dope just be able to work with people just outside your own faith and just be able to like um you know just pour into them you know without even just thinking about it so i think like something that like i think we forget many times now i'll answer that but that myself too for me, I've had to, like, and, and, and I say this because I think, like, people kind of make, so I'm not going to, like, put this person on blast. So the thing I think, like, Christians make, like, really weird when it comes to, like, just living an everyday life is, like, I'm a Christian on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and on Saturday. At least I'm supposed to be. And <laughs> um, sometimes in traffic, anyway, um, it comes out let's just say that but i think like to some degree we forget that like you know we're supposed to image forth 
his you know his agenda at the end of the day in these spaces so like it's easy it's not easy i mean like i would say like if you allow yourself if you allow it to be it is easy to image forth who you believe in if you truly believe in him when you're there like you don't really like i see you got i see you got a um let me let me put you on blast. And so also pray for my brother Drew. He's a he might, he appears to be a Giants fan just like myself. So we clearly both suffer from depression. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but um, but I I tell people all the time that like you know if you if you don't really gotta like or Betty I'll just go with music. Like you don't really gotta spend too much time trying to figure out whether or not Drew believes or like is passionate about music because he speaks about it. He carries himself all the time. Like for us in our faith, if we really about this, it shouldn't have to feel forced and we shouldn't have to feel insecure and awkward about this. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like, I I don't really feel like weird about like sharing my faith in creative spaces because I know that my creativity came from the creator anyway. So it's like, it's kind of like, ah, I'm gonna be fine regardless. And because I know I'm 10 toes down on what I stand on, it's just like, I can also speak to how I got here. Meaning like with like what I do in my art craft um, because of the God that I serve, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that I'm a better artist than you. That doesn't mean that my art is going to bless you. Like if it wasn't for my contributions, you wouldn't be, no, no, no. Because I, I also believe that God also created music. So like, just like as Drew said, you know, that could be an opportunity to minister to somebody. Your life is a ministry at the end of the day. So I think, you know, and I, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate uh, one of my followers asking this question. At the same time, it's like, you know, if you're really about it, you really shouldn't even have to force it, you know? Drew, I don't know if you can kind of add to that at all, by chance. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it's just, um, you just gotta just be 100% yourself and just um, just really understand like like what you believe in. And um, yeah, just try it like, you know, I feel like people will, will want to kind of you know like what what you've mentioned like people would want to break bread with you if they know like who you really are at the end of the day because mm-hmm. i mean like at the end of the day you'd be surprised how many awkward dinners i've been at living in baltimore but being a giants fan you know what i'm saying it's like it just <laughs> especially since they beat us at the super bowl back in 2001 i'm like mm, i mean like you're 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 y'all mascot is the bird of death but go off like <laughs> <laughs> like it's just yeah. so yeah man um I, I don't really get too wavered about it necessarily um but that was a you could have dropped that in the chat we don't do the shame game over here that's not a there's never a dumb question unless you ask him could you borrow his teeth i've been asking this young man can i have his teeth because he has like i said an immaculate smile and he just won't let it go that's fine he will we'll ask him the skincare tips in his in his to, you know, his secret to having his smile is brushing his teeth. A lot of people don't do that in a pandemic. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but uh, but one of the things that uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, go back to um, before I got that question, I just had to bring that. I just felt compelled to like bring that to the forefront since somebody sent um, is when we're talking about like our faith, I would say 
um i don't know if you went through this and this is more like a personal like i i don't think i asked you this in our zoom so i'm gonna ask you this publicly um do you feel like it was probably the hardest time for you in your faith for me because i like i didn't get like this it was going back to like how long have you been saved for me i ain't gonna say till i was 19 dog so like the, the as far as being a disciple ages 19 to like 26 that's all i really knew so like not being able to go to church on sundays not being able to have like physical bible studies with people um and then like you know life happens um i came to see how if you're not around somebody daily how much you're actually in divinity with them you know what i'm saying um so it was hard for me because i just had to recognize and you know i go back to like the book of acts i had to recognize like this is the hardest time for me in my faith to be a disciple simply because like i'm doing this on my own you know what i'm saying i'm doing it like without the lights without the stages without like i i gotta get back to basics you know what i'm saying um what was that like like for you considering that we were on a pandemic like did the not being in the church shock you and being around other people if so like what was that like for you um i don't think it shocked me um because i was kind of like used i there was time where i kind of used to like seeing church online like especially outside of being in the physical um like church service um so it was just um yeah it just i felt like it really it really kind of like helped me to really think about like um what it is to um to truly be the church you know um even even if you can't really like physically be with each other but at the same time you like you still got to communicate somehow um whether it's over the phone or um through video so it's just um yeah it just uh it just made me think about like how important it's just like um to just be able to communicate and just fellowship with people without having to you know physically be around them all the time so it's just it just yeah like i what i mentioned like about just the creativity like it just it it brought that creativity out like i still i still see a need to just be there's times where you have you know you need to be in fellowship physically with people because that that definitely helps um but when I'm, there's when there's points in your life where you can't physically be in fellowship with somebody it's just you just have to just like be creative about it yeah exactly and this kind of bleeds into my next question because a lot of people when i talk about you guys like because i talk about y'all like y'all are family pretty much i mean y'all are family you just we just we're like all over the world we kind of sprinkled all over the place um but you know when i talk about you guys when i talk about like our community group um divinity you know what i'm saying i i i i carry myself and i try to major in divine um relationship uh mentorship discipleship um accountability um and stewardship that's kind of like the the cusp and like the the thing that i really wanted especially after leaving my old church because i felt like after the 
after the pandemic and unfortunately with the amount of i would just say the amount of black death that we all had to experience in 2020 i've recognized like how far away like the assembly of saints was far away from those customs when we talk about relationships stewardship discipleship mentorship um like that was it just seemed like it was so far-fetched so like you know for those that don't know um how do you know me brother chiano you know what i'm saying brother siano brother <laughs> drew uh how do we know each other um if you can kind of like speak to that a little bit um before i ask you my next question like how how we met like yeah visually? sure we can talk about we could i mean i don't know if we like we, we need to bust out in song necessarily but like you know we could talk about like how we came to be as as peoples you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah so um i met you through it was actually through um a patreon community ruslan ruslan's patreon community um, and then you mentioned about your divinity group. Um, so I was just interested because it was, uh, it was just something that I, I wanted to be a part of and just, uh, like the way you explained it, explained about it, it seemed like it was somewhere, something that I can, you know, be able to build relationships with different people that necessarily, they might not necessarily be physically with me every week, but it will be, you know, it's, you know, it, it's dope just, uh, you know, just connect with new people and just see you know see how that goes yeah and i think i think to some degree especially for us like you know as i mentioned earlier like you know we all decided we looked at mom and dad yeah we don't really want your jesus anymore this shit sucks um so like we were like if we can't have it with the people we are like physically with why would we want any relationship far away to feel like I would say like less intimate to some degree and like that was the one thing that i love and i still do you know what i'm saying like we all kind of go through our own stuff um good god like <laughs> but like but i will say though like the heart is there when the heart is there and you know like it was one thing that like i still like i still look at it and i'm just like this is still safe and this is still a home at the end of the day because everybody that's in this space is here because they want to be here and it was just also dope because what about you i didn't have a church at the time um i i lost i like you know i recognized after doing inventory the other day like i lost like 95 percent of my support system so for me it was just like i just want the real thing i don't even care how far away or how long i gotta like work to get it but it just it it was always something that was dope so like for me you know being a part of this um patreon community i was just like look i don't know if everybody else is, i don't know what y'all going through but for me i need fellowship and i need i need to not do this life alone and one of the beautiful things about and it still is to some degree is that we don't have to be in the room to be like when I say like to just be intimate with one another, you know what I'm saying? Like we can steward a relationship without having to like be able to drive over. That that's why like people they laugh when they like I talk about you guys. They're like, oh, how come you never have them over? I'm like, I mean, I haven't done a Zoom in a while, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, these 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 mugs is like all over the internet. Yeah, they they everywhere. Like Mama told me not to talk to strangers. I got friends 
all over the place but yeah man um talk to me about talk to us about like how i mean if you if you can speak to it to um however you want to speak to it talk to me about like how important that was for you to be able to just have a space in that season in your life where it's like you know yeah i'm connecting with people all over the internet however recognizing like you kind of need this right now can you speak to like what impact that had on you in your life yeah it's it just had to um i it was definitely needed um just because i was just going in into that transition of like um just kind of cutting ties with certain relationships and um just being um like I was just learning how to be more intentional, intentional with just all my relationships. Like I had to really think about like, um, yeah, like what I was mentioning earlier, like really like who who are the people that are really meant to be in my life in this season right now? So, um, so yeah, that's what that's kind of what I, what I would say about that. And if you can, and like I think this is important, like. When we're talking about doing this life together especially i don't think anybody should be alone the bible says that man is not created to be alone that's not that's not gender exclusive that's just like the the image of god is not meant to be alone talk about the importance of community regardless of domestic um regional national international regardless talk about the importance of community if we're talking about just health stability wholeness all that um the importance of com of some sense of community while doing this life yeah just um yeah when i think about like a sense of community just having having somebody just to be able to um talk to consistently like every week not just um not just someone that you just talk to once in a while but just be able to have that consistency um just in your life you know which is important um when it yeah just when it comes to communication because if you don't got any consistency in that um it's just it's just not gonna you know those relationships are probably just not gonna work out so yeah for sure and then not even that um i don't know about y'all um i need to be checked so sometimes i and y'all be getting my messages in this group chat sometimes i need to know like am i tripping are my shoes tied together and there is got to be glue gorilla spray around my ankle bones am i tripping please let me know i think it's just important that regardless of if you just need a friend you need somebody to let you know like hey you kind of suck right now and you can stop sucking if you could just <laughs> pull your head out of your butt for a second and i just think that that's important too um just being able to i mean yeah it's not physical to be able to like do life with one another but at least being able to have somebody be like hey we could pray together we could fit together we could laugh together we could cry together end of the day i love you so that means i'm gonna tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear and sometimes especially for me um, cause I'll, you know, my pride ain't too big. I'll come to y'all with the swiftness. Like, look, I don't know if I'm tripping or not. Y'all let me know in the comment section. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that's super important for sure.